Hello everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Sports with your host, Sarah Holland, and today I have a very special guest joining me, my childhood best friend, Kayla Sweezy. In this episode, you guys are going to hear all about how Kayla and I grew up to love the sport of softball, our paths to becoming Division I athletes, as well as what we are both hoping to do once we graduate school. Kayla, thank you for joining me. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for asking. I'm so excited to be on your very first episode. I'm ready to get into it. Okay, so basically we're going to start off talking um, just about how we grew our love for the game. So um, I know that I've been playing softball since I was about seven or eight years old, and basically I got into it because my dad was playing in like a neighborhood beer league, and I would always go to his games and... um, I just fell in love with it ever since then, so I definitely have to give my dad credit for introducing me to the sport, but um, Kayla and I, we played like together when we were about, well, we didn't play together, but we played against each other when we were really young. Yes. Similar to Sarah, I started softball when I was about seven or eight, but for me, it wasn't as intentional. My mom kind of got me into a bunch of different sports, trying to get a feel for what I liked, and softball just happened to be the one thing I was actually good at, and I saw myself having some success even at a young age, so I just decided to stick with it. Like Sarah said, we were always on like opposing and rival teams when we were mm-hmm. younger, so even when we didn't really know who the other person was, we still like were familiar and familiar faces. Yeah, because we, we basically faced each other in basketball and softball at the same time, but we didn't really know, like, of each other. Like, we knew of each other, but we didn't know who. We never really talked before, mm-hmm. or like, um, we didn't really become close until we played together on a travel ball team. And I think our first one was baseliners. Yeah. So Sarah always played on like the better house league team, <laughs> and I was kind of on the house league team that wasn't as good. So. I joined the travel team, and she did too. It was called Baseliners, like she said, and it was kind of when we started to get serious about the sport and really jumped to, like, the next level, I guess, when you're at that age. Yeah, so we played together. We played travel ball together up until our senior year of high school. There was only one year that we didn't play together, and it was our sophomore year. Yeah, it was our sophomore year, but we still were in the same organization. Yeah, different teams. Just happened to end up on two different teams. Mm -hmm. So we were... Basically, we've been playing softball together our whole life. We both, funny enough, went to rival high schools and played against each other for four years in high school, which was pretty funny. But, um, yeah, so basically I wanted to talk a little bit about, like, our favorite travel ball memories together because I think it could be fun to look back and just take a look at, you know, what we experienced mm-hmm. together because we did get – we were so blessed. We got to go to so many places. Um, so what would you say is one of your favorite memories? I think when asked, like, what my favorite memory is for our travel ball career, I guess you could say, it doesn't really have to align with softball or what we did Mm -hmm. on the field. I feel like we traveled all across the country for so many different tournaments that we made so many memories just going to restaurants and hanging out with our team and going Mm -hmm. to beaches and stuff like that. So I would say probably my favorite experience with you was like our big nationals tournaments like in texas and pgf in california i think it was cool to like go to the west coast and see some stuff yeah kayla and i i would okay like in and out was definitely (laughs) one of my favorites because obviously they don't have in and out on the east coast um but we went in texas and we went to texas i think the summer of 2018 yeah and then we went to california the summer of 2019 and um 
yeah in and out was awesome like i loved it so much playing softball in texas was i think one of the like i don't want to say worst things i've experienced it was just so hot yeah you go from east coast where you get some i don't know like a decent humid, amount of like mm-hmm. It, the weather's not terrible, and then you go to Texas where it's completely different. You have to. We weren't even wearing our softball pants until about five minutes started. before, like we had to play or warm up. So. Yeah, no, it was crazy hot, and I, I just I can't even believe like we played teams where girls would wear shorts, and we were not we're not used to seeing that at all because obviously the East Coast is humid, which I think sometimes can be worse because Texas was just dry heat, but mm-hmm. it was terrible. I just oh my god, I can't even think about how it, like, physically makes me cringe. Yeah, it was pretty bad, but I really enjoyed California since mm-hmm. it's, like, by the water, there's a nice breeze, like, it's definitely hot, but it's so different from, like, Texas and even Virginia. The weather's actually really nice there, so I think if I could go back and play there, like, one more time, I'd oh, definitely Oh, yeah, definitely. California was beautiful. We went, we had, like, the amazing opportunity to go see, like, different beaches. We stayed in Huntington Beach, mm-hmm. like, Orange County area, and um, I loved Huntington Beach. I didn't really like LA as much just because it was so crowded. Yeah. And like Kayla can tell you from exp- like it would take us thirty minutes to go three miles. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And just going like clearly we live in suburbs, so we don't really experience that. <laughs> but California was really bad. LA was really bad with traffic, and that was one thing that kind of made me just like I miss home. Yeah, exactly. We both missed home at the end of our trip. We wanted to go back so bad, which is crazy. Like thinking about we were in Los Angeles and we were like I I remember like getting such bad anxiety. I was like I want to be back in Northern Virginia right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, but definitely I was I'm so grateful that we even got those opportunities to play softball across the country. Um, yeah, I agree with that. My first time even being on an airplane was because of softball my only time being on an airplane is exactly. for softball so softball definitely gave me a lot of opportunities that I wouldn't even have gotten so mm-hmm. we like I have never I would have never gone to Texas or California without softball probably and um so I'm definitely grateful for the opportunities that the sport gave us but yeah also I wanted to mention we got to go Probably my favorite part about the Texas trip was the Starbucks reserve. Kayla knows we both are addicted to Starbucks, you guys, and we yes. got to go to a Starbucks reserve. Do you want to explain to them what yeah, that so is? Basically, Starbucks reserve is like a very big Starbucks, and it's like nicer. You sit down. It's more like cafe style, and they only have like a few in big cities, and we mapped just like I think a regular Starbucks, and we found out that they had a Starbucks reserve so of course we went to it we went to it like probably every, every single day, day every we day. were there you just order like your normal coffee order and they put it in like this nice fancy glass it's just like I don't know more I think they have more drinks too like, yeah they definitely do and more like food options yeah type they have thing. more food op- I'm not exactly sure I know the closest one to us is in New York City mm-hmm. but it was like amazing to see that especially just because also our friend hannah she's obsessed with starbucks so she kind of was like guys there's a starbucks reserve where we're staying so she was really psyched about it and wanted to go there but that is a memory i will always have because i love starbucks but um i guess moving on from favorite travel ball memories do you have any memories um from when we played against each other in high school um i think playing together or playing against each other in high school was kind of funny just because both of our high schools were pretty bad. So <laughs> it was just, like, more of a funny experience. It was definitely weird to be, like, on opposite ends of yeah, things. Yeah, definitely. And, like, a different setting. But I don't know. I always see you on the field whether we're on the same team or not. So exactly. it was just fun to be around you. I remember, like, we would – I would, 
laugh like so much because I would be I remember one time I was playing shortstop keep in mind I'm not an infielder and I just got put at shortstop this game and Kayla got a hit she was on second base and like we were just staring at each Mm -hmm. other laughing uncontrollably and like when I would go up to bat your parents would like be chirping me or cheering for me it's like the same way around like it was so crazy it almost didn't even feel like a real game yeah it just it felt like it wasn't right because I'm like you're supposed to be on my team (laughs) so why are you on the opposite end exactly it was definitely fun exactly okay so that is a little bit about how we kind of grew to love softball our favorite memories together while we were playing on the same team or not but I decided that it would be interesting to talk about what it's like to be a division one athlete and as a little girl I know I can speak for Kayla as well we both have dreamed of being division one athletes for the longest time and it's a huge accomplishment when you get there no matter what division honestly like if you're playing um sports in college it's a huge accomplishment so do you want to talk a little bit about what your experience was like going to Morgan State? Yes. So, first of all, leading up to Morgan, me and Sarah both, like we said, played on the same travel team, and we played very high-level softball. So it was almost to the point where if you weren't playing at the collegiate level or you weren't even playing, like, Division One, like, it was just almost odd. Like, it was mm-hmm. normal for us to be around girls. Every team we were on, there was someone going D1, someone going D2, D3, whatever it was. So I don't think we ever... Or I don't know, I wouldn't say ever, but I don't really think we gave us ourselves as much credit as we deserve to really mm-hmm. step back and be like, wow, we're at the Division One level playing the sport we exactly. love just because it was expected of us to mm-hmm. do that. So finally getting there and being like committing to a Division One school and now being at a Division One school and for myself, my last season, it was just it went well. I played and it was just like exciting to be there. And I think that you really have to take it all in because it is a big accomplishment. I don't know what the statistics are, but I know there's a small percentage of people playing in college and we are lucky to be a part of that. Yeah. And I want you to tell like anyone who's listening about going to an HBCU, obviously with everything that's happening in the world right now, being at an HBCU, I think is something that is so, I don't know the word, like it's, it's it's just very like special. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but I, can you, Like, how do you, like, do you feel empowered? Like, I think it would be kind of cool to hear about that. So, for those of you who don't know what HBCU is, it's an historically black college or university. And the person who introduced me to that was my father, who is black. So, I, once he told me about that, I was 100% all in. That's where I wanted to go. I lived in and still live in a predominantly white area. And just knowing that and going to school my whole life and predominantly white schools I knew I wanted a different experience for my four years of college so with light of everything that's happening now and that has been happening I definitely feel very secure and happy in my choice to attend an HBCU just because when I'm on campus and I'm like have that atmosphere of school I always feel like I belong there and Mm -hmm. I'm included there and it's the sad truth is a lot of people of color don't always feel like that in all of their settings Mm -hmm. so going to school where there's everyone else for the most part looks like me and thinks like me and is encouraging me in there there to support me is very important during a time especially like right now so I just wish everyone kind of got that experience Mm -hmm. like I would definitely suggest it or recommend it to anyone else who's considering going to a historically black school yeah because I know Kayla and I obviously were super close. We were there for each other during our whole recruiting process. 
and I know that you love Morgan State. I love Buffalo, <clears throat> which is where we I attend College of Buffalo, but um, so I think it's really important to love the school that you pick, and we are both in love with our schools, which is awesome and great, and not everyone has that, like, not everyone can say that. They love mm-hmm. the school they go to, so I think that's really important when deciding what school you're gonna, you're going to attend um, for college, but talking about things that Division One athletes go through, I think this can be really um, exciting to hear about if you don't play a sport in college, but um, I guess one of the hardest things for me to adjust to was the practices, because mm-hmm. it was like, like with travel ball, you're practicing two, three times a week at most, and um, at least for us, our senior senior year, the our travel ball practices were pretty low key. Yeah, so me and Sarah, like I said, played on a very like high level team. So there was girls from all over the East Coast. So to be able to get us all in one place, it really only happened yeah, once a week. Never, yeah, like happened once a week. But and while we were at practice, we did go hard. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a very good. Like I loved the atmosphere of our practices while we played for Glory. That was our um, organization that we played for our senior year of high school. But going from, like, practicing maybe once or twice a week, um, like Kayla said, to every single day for college, it was definitely very different. Um, It was, like, even just, like, longer practices, I would say. Like, it's four hours. Also, like, just the, I would say, the intensity level. Like, Mm -hmm. your coaches tell you once they recruit you, like, I'm excited for you to come. Like, make sure you're practicing so you can keep up type of things. But you never really know until you get there that, like, this is going fast. Yeah, exactly. And you're competing for a starting position, especially as a freshman, you are adapting to so many different changes in your life Mm -hmm. that it can be hard to adjust to those practices. But I remember like the fall of my freshman year, I loved it. Like the first week of practice, I couldn't move my body. I was the sorest I've ever been in my life. And honestly, you just get a, you get like, you can adjust to it and it becomes a new normal. But um, I would do anything to go back to practicing just because obviously with the circumstances right now, Corona, it's, uh, we're not having team practices anymore, but, um, yeah, I, to piggyback on what you said, I definitely think the new normal is the best way to explain it. Like mm-hmm. now, if you told me to go to classes and then to come back to my dorm and I have nothing else to do for the rest of my day other than homework, I would not know how to handle myself. Exactly. So being a collegiate athlete is definitely what I want and I wouldn't have it any other way although it is so much work it's just like what mm-hmm. I'm expected to do and what I want to do exactly and I think so besides practices obviously we lift and we condition so I feel like I I don't the lifts were like different and hard but we also worked out Kayla and I would work out mm-hmm. a bunch um before we even committed um yes. to our schools so for me, the lifts weren't that hard to adjust to, but the conditioning. I feel like running is always hard for me. That's why I play softball, but... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you always tell yourself, like, I'm not playing a running sport, mm-hmm. and then you go to weights or conditioning, and your trainer, he does training <laughs> all sports right now. I don't care whether you run or not. Let's go. Exactly, and, like, if if my coaches, or if Coach Riley is listening to this, shout out Coach Riley, but she loves to make us run, and she... Um, she's our defensive coach, but she is, like, the most fit person I've ever seen in my life, so she just, like, has no mercy for us when we're just running, um, at 5 a.m. or whatever, but looking back on it, I would, again, take that lifestyle over 
like what I had during corona and quarantine but Mm -hmm. yeah the conditioning for me was definitely a little different just because again I'm not a big runner but um yeah I also agree with that during my fall and winter I did a lot of conditioning also outside of the already doing the weights. Yeah, you and did a lot of treadmill stuff, right? Yes, I did a lot of mm-hmm. I did a lot of treadmill work just because, like I've said probably a thousand times, I'm not a runner, so yeah. I needed to work on that. <laughs> We're both not runners, and I just remember my coach telling me like, if you want to play or if you want to like have a starting spot or be even considered for that, you need to be faster. Exactly. So hearing that was kind of like I knew that. Mm -hmm. almost but it also was very motivating so it's a lot when you're already doing what's expected of you and then doing more but I think the biggest thing is to remind yourself is that there's someone out there doing probably even more than what you're doing Mm -hmm. so So just continue to push yourself Mm -hmm. but um yeah I think that's basically it for like practices and lifts and conditioning but the homework and balancing schoolwork did you find that to be hard for your freshman year um I feel like Morgan State along with a lot of other universities, do a good job of supporting their student-athletes. Most student-athletes have study hall. I think it's required, so probably all student-athletes. And that's just like a a chunk of time out of the week that you have to be in a certain room studying. So when you already have a limited amount of time to do things, you're not really just going to, like, goof off and waste that time. Mm -hmm. You're really going to, like, put it to use and actually do your homework. Mm -hmm. So... Since it was required, I found myself doing a lot of my schoolwork, and my first semester, I struggled more with classes, but second semester, I already felt like I had more of a grip on things, so. Exactly. No, I definitely agree with the study hall, because I found, and I know, I don't know if it's the same for your school, but freshmen are required, I think it's eight hours of study Mm -hmm. hall a week, so, um... Yeah, we had eight hours of study all week. You were forced to get your work done, but it was honestly a blessing in disguise because I got all my work done in study hall every single um, week I had it. So I was very grateful for that. I also, uh, I loved my classes my freshman year, both my first semester and my second semester. Um, Again, I'm a communications journalism major, so a lot of my classes that I took at the very beginning were tailored to my major so Mm -hmm. I found it very interesting um and that kind of motivated me to get my work done more but yeah I don't know yeah also one thing just to keep you in line like you don't want to hold your team back or you don't want to have a low GPA like for the sake of your teammates Mm -hmm. and the athletic department so that's one thing that always really just makes you know you have to get your work done exactly it motivates you you're always like bigger than something Mm -hmm. for yourself yeah exactly exactly okay and then um I also wanted to talk about traveling because that was one thing that when I second semester freshman it I think that was one of the hardest things for me so Mm -hmm. when at least for us we travel uh Wednesday or Thursday mornings very early leave the airport and get back late Sunday night and if you're familiar with the Buffalo area it's usually snowing by the time we get back we get back like anywhere from like 11 p.m to 1 a.m we have to go back to our dorms and then wake up for our Mm a.m's um because we're required to be in class the next day but that was probably the hardest part for me to adjust to I don't know about you but it was crazy like week after week we're only in buffalo for three days uh-huh so I, I definitely agree with that i remember same thing you said leaving like on a thursday or friday type mm-hmm. of thing 
and we would fly back in so late just to like accommodate to our schedules make sure we were done with all our games and everything and by the time we were back in Baltimore and I was in my dorm it was probably 2 Mm a.m. and I remember asking coach like are we gonna get like a late pass for tomorrow (laughs) and like I guess you really have to realize this isn't high school you're not allowed to be tardy like Uh you have to be in your class regardless of when you get back into your dorm I remember I'd be in my dorm at like 1 a.m. and I'd still have homework Mm -hmm. and I just had gotten back from a trip so it's definitely a lot but you know what you're getting yourself into and you know that's gonna happen and it's gonna happen to us like for three years exactly coming on so also to just put on top of that if you're going to be a division one athlete and you heard that and it scares you don't worry because at least for us on bus or plane trips we still had study hall hours so Mm -hmm. When you're in the airport waiting for your flight or you have a layover or you're on the bus for seven hours, you have plenty of time to do your work. So it's not like you're playing softball 24-7. You do have time to get work done, especially like we would come back from a game and it would maybe be five o'clock. So we would have study hall hours in the hotel. It was nice. You did get your work done. You just had to be motivated to do it because if you just played three games, you probably don't want to go back into your dorm or your hotel room and do your homework. for sure. But... Like you said, like, it it sounds scary, but really, it's fun. Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of work, oh, it's but all I can say is it's so mm-hmm. fun. No, yeah, it's the best best thing ever. Okay, so I think we're going to transition from this topic to our next topic, which we are talking post-undergrad um, school and, like, what we want to do, our plans for when we graduate college. Again, we are just going to be sophomores, so it's totally normal if you don't have your life planned out. Um, or what you want to do after college again like most kids our age probably don't even know what they Mm want to do and we're going into our sophomore year of college so I am different though I've had what I've had my life planned out since I was like a freshman in high school I know what I've wanted to do for so long but do you want to say a little bit about your major and what you want to do post yeah so for me the only thing that ever interests me was like journalism I guess when you look at all the majors that schools have to offer the only thing that ever caught my eye was journalism so it was never really a hard decision for me to Mm -hmm. pick that or just any like communications type of major so in high school I was a part of my newspaper my yearbook things of that nature so I really worked on it for the four years of high school tried to perfect my craft, I guess you could say. I did things such as newspapers and documentaries, articles, any type of like Talk aspect a little bit about of the, um, the basketball documentary that you did because Kayla did this really cool basketball documentary for her high school. Their high, her high school basketball team was pretty good. And what was it called? The it was called The Roar, well, The Grind. So our newspaper. Talk about it because it it's so interesting. Okay, I could talk about this forever. So let me try and keep it <laughs> condensed. The condensed version is we had a newspaper called The Roar, and The Roar was pretty dead. No one really knew about it. It was really just doing print-based things, so articles, magazines. I couldn't, like, assure you probably no one knew there was even a magazine for it. So I had an idea to do something like a documentary. I, at the time, was a basketball manager, and I'm following around these boys, doing a bunch of work for them, and... I almost thought, like, how can I apply this to my major? Mm-hmm. Well, at the time, I wasn't really in college, but... Your planned major. Yeah, my yeah. plan or, like, my aspiration at the time. How can I apply this to that? So, I decided with some kids in my class and my journalism teacher that we were going to do a documentary. 
we called it the grind and for that whole entire basketball season me and like three of my friends in the class followed around the basketball team with our cameras with our microphones we interviewed them we went on trips with them i was already there because i was a manager but we really it was our top priority to film this team as if it was like an espn documentary of course it wasn't because we were at the high school level and we didn't have all the equipment and just even the knowledge to make it that good but that was what we were like aspiring to do at least that's what i was aspiring to do for the documentary and it had a lot of success Granted, our team was very good as well, so that, like, helped the documentary out a lot. We followed them the whole season. They did so well. And that definitely inspired me for later on in life. And after college, I would love to work on a documentary. For me, I'm a little different than Sarah. I want to be behind camera. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be on camera really at all. If the opportunity presented itself, maybe I'd consider it. But Mm -hmm. I'm definitely someone who wants to be behind the scenes and working things more technical my mm-hmm. job description then was project manager and I would love to do that again. So that's what I kind of did in high school and doing that played a big part into what I want to do now. So I'm really grateful for that experience and that my school offered that to me. So. Yeah. Well, and like this is this says a lot because I am from our, again, our high schools are rivals. And so basically like those videos were amazing. Like people at my school would be like Kayla does an amazing job with those videos. Like, they were legit. You could have, like, if you told me ESPN produced this, I would have probably not, like, second-guessed it. Yeah, so we got a lot of, like, recognition and just, like, props and stuff in the whole county. A lot of people were, like, messaging me, like, hey, we just watched a new episode. We keep up with you guys every week. Like, of course, my friends who helped me put so much work in, like, Mm -hmm. it was not, like, a one-person job. But kind of, like... Here, getting feedback, such positive feedback that something I was like basically a created and mm-hmm. like was a part of was so like watched and just like people were interested in, in it really showed me that like this is a field that I could be successful in. If mm-hmm. I have the resources as just a high schooler to do something that successful, I can only imagine after getting like my degree and going to college and pursuing something in this field. Exactly. And, um, Unlike Kayla, I like to be on camera. I like to speak. I like to talk a lot, which you can probably tell. But um, yeah, so I've been I've wanted to become a sports broadcaster ever since I was a little girl. It's been a dream of mine. Yeah, and that's what this podcast is helping me for. I want to be able to submit it once I apply for jobs and just have some more experience talking about sports. And obviously, we will talk more sports once sports return, but for mm-hmm. right now, it's kind of just getting to know me, my background, a little bit more about my life as well. So, yeah. But yeah. So, anyone who knows Sarah knows that she, like, loves sports. Yeah. She chooses her teams, and she is, like, I don't know, caps till death or whatever. I'm not a big sports <laughs> girl, so... <laughs> I Like I said earlier, I chose softball because I was good at it, and that was that. I'm not... A multi-sport athlete and I don't love sports to death so when I choose my career I'm not quite sure how much I want it to be sports-based yeah. maybe it will be it probably will be have some aspect of sports in it but I'm very interested in things like pop culture and just like current events and mm-hmm. things that are going on just in the world today so well and Kayla's lucky because if you aren't familiar with Morgan State it's in Baltimore so she's like, you have the Ravens, the mm-hmm. Orioles, like, you surrounded by sports, and I've always, I mean, I'm surrounded by sports in Buffalo, but, so you probably have so many opportunities to work yeah, with, like, um, 
so many like professional sports teams yeah it's definitely cool to be around them and like i said if any opportunity like that presented itself Mm -hmm. i would love to do it but also kind of just like dabble in some other type of things really interests me as well yeah um because kayla and i we kind of joke about ravens if the ravens were went to were to win the super bowl and the bills were to win the super bowl both of our cities might experience lots of (laughs) (laughs) we might get burnt to the ground yeah we might get burnt (laughs) to the ground basically to put it because two crazy fan bases definitely but we're both extremely blessed to um be division one athletes have grown up playing softball together and Mm -hmm. ultimately we give our thanks to softball because without it we probably would not be as close or best friends um we've got to experience life together because of softball which is something I will forever be grateful for Mm -hmm. and the people that we are today softball's ultimately shaped us yes for sure and softball is such a big part of our lives Mm -hmm. and was always a big part of our lives it was the type of thing where we were sacrificing just hanging out with friends and seeing people over summer because we were non-stop softball 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 so to have someone like by your side doing it with you 24 7 was exactly the best experience and i don't think i would trade it for anything yeah actually i want to bring up this one funny story this is going to be like our last little memory i don't know why i didn't say this when like and when we were first talking about our memories but (laughs) you're gonna laugh remember that one time we were very young and kayla was loading the tea for me oh my god (laughs) and i swung my bat not even looking at her like we were doing some crazy drill right and her hand was still on the tea and i swung my bat and (laughs) yes and basically sarah hit my hand full force in a swinging to hit the ball off the tee and it was just like that just shows you how far we've came like Wait, we, we have so many memories like that like there's one time when we were little and you were at first base and like i was at shortstop throwing the ball and yeah and we played at this like i don't want to say sketchy but it was just like a little rinky dink field we practiced yeah. that every day and the sun would set and like you i was playing, playing first, first base, base. Yeah. yes this was my first base debut like career <laughs> and I was playing first, and Sarah was at shortstop, and she threw the ball to me, and the sun just completely, like, blacked me out. Like, I could not see <laughs> to save the life of me. So, in my head, my, like, 11-year-old head, I was like, you just need to, like, duck turn and around. cover, girl. Like, turn around. You didn't so, even duck. You just turned around. Yeah, so I just completely turned around. Like, that ball could have hit me smack in the back of my head. I had no, like, thought process here. I turned around, and Sarah completely <laughs> hit me in my butt. So, we were that just so funniest. young and just, like... I don't know. I miss it. It was so fun. Like, if you guys are blessed enough to play your favorite sport with your best friend, do not take any moments for granted. Because, like, I feel like Kayla and I have had... We've played, obviously, so many tournaments together, tryouts together. Mm -hmm. Like, we've seen each other cry. We've seen each other, like, get hit, strike out, make errors. Injuries, Yeah. So, like, we've been through it all together. And I would not like trade one of those moments Mm -hmm. and it's honestly like like we were saying before softball has formed our friendship and has brought our friendship together and we'll we'll be forever in debt to the game but um yeah so i think we're gonna wrap it up there um i want to say thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode i will have a new one up very soon but thank you guys for tuning in and i'll talk to you guys later bye